You're listening to the Garden City Church Podcast. We just want to say thanks so much for tuning in. And if you enjoy what you hear today, please subscribe, share, and review the podcast. If you want to support what Garden City is doing, you can go to GardenCityNW.com slash give or click on give in the show notes. Let's dive into this week's message together. Welcome back for another teaching on finding good in the neighborhood. And today we're going to be focusing on finding good in the institutions of our neighborhoods and our communities. This uh, topic, the area of institutions, can uh, cause some people to be really excited, but many people uh, who have maybe had uh, an area of trust broken with them with an institution, this can kind of be a, a maybe an area of, of pain. And so we're going to be talking a little bit about that and where that comes from and how, and how we can learn to have an appreciative eye or eye for grace in the institutions around us. And specifically in our neighborhoods and our communities, we have the institutions in the sectors of business and education and healthcare and uh, the civic sector. And uh, we have institutions that are designed to help the flourishing of the city. And sometimes they don't live up to the standards that we would all hope. But when they do, it can just be a game changer for the health and the vitality of a community. We live in a world that often wants to fault find or create fault lines between people um, in our neighborhoods and our communities. And the practice of grace finding helps us realize that Jesus is uh, always at work in our world. And he actually teaches us in the scriptures to seek and to see God's blessing, the light of God's kingdom all around us, in the birds and the flowers, and in the impoverished and the vulnerable, and cultural strangers, and even our enemies, and especially in our cities and our neighborhoods. We seek the light of the kingdom and lift the light up in others, and even in the uh, different sectors and institutions that we, that we live in. We lift up the best and the light that we find um, so that people will glorify God, the giver of all this grace, he's the one who's given these gifts and our abilities to have these things, to have a healthy community. 1 Corinthians 12.4 says there are different spiritual gifts, but the same spirit. And there are different ministries and the same Lord. And there are different activities, but the same God who produces all of them in everyone. It's talking about a diversity of community that have different gifts that are um, designed to be working in unison and unity together. Verse 7, it says, a demonstration of the Spirit is given to each person for the common good. Christians are called to work for the common good. The, the common good of all, um, the common good of our families, the common good within our churches. In this context, uh, this passage is hitting all, uh, really heavily on the church, learning to serve, uh, having individuals serve each other. But, it's, but Christians aren't just called to serve only our families and only our church and our church world, but also our communities and our cities. God also cares for the common good of our communities the cities we live in. It is very easy for churches and other organizations to only care about themselves 
at the expense of their community because we get so consumed and there's so many issues and there's so many things that we need to focus on um, to take care of ourselves and our church and our families and myself that we can start to um, be a little myopic and we miss the world that God loves. That John 3.16 said that God so loved the world that he sent his son. And we got to keep our eyes um, for everyone and everything that God loves. God cares about the whole community, not only our church and our buildings and our Christian world that we create. Think about this for a moment. How we see or don't see in our community impacts the health of our whole community. What we do and what we don't do in our community as followers of Jesus impacts the health and the welfare of our whole community, whether we like it or not. Working for the common good flows from the reality of common grace. This is, a, I think, a really important theological concept that, um, you know, at least in some of the tradition that I've grown up in, um, there's almost been um, a blind spot or maybe just an, a, a de-emphasis of this. But common grace is such an important um, not only concept, but reality for the Christian. Most Christians are familiar with um, saving grace, God's gift of salvation and redemption by His power and His love through Jesus. But common grace is the gifts God has and has given to all creation. A community is a gift of common grace. Rain and sunlight are common grace. Irrigation systems and sewer systems are common grace. Anybody has access to these. These are gifts to the world. Institutions are common grace. A school system, a healthcare system, these are common grace. Even like a transit system, roads, pavement, these are all gifts of grace, common grace. And if you're interested to learn more about some of the multifaceted aspects of God's grace, I would encourage you to read Thomas Oden's uh, The Transforming Power of Grace. Check out that book. It's a great resource. But if we kept moving, Jesus teaches us about the Father's heart of love and common grace for the world, not just those who already know him. Jesus said, but I tell you this, love your enemies. Pray for those who torment you and persecute you. In so doing, you become children of your Father in heaven. Now listen here. He, after all, loves each of us, good and evil, kind and cruel. And he causes the sun to rise and to shine on evil and good alike. He causes rain to water the fields of the righteous and the fields of the sinner. What an amazing thing. That sunshine and rain, when you're driving through the rain here in the fall or winter or spring or even summer of the Northwest, like it's a reminder of God's amazing love, God's indiscriminate love and blessing and grace. It falls like rain on everyone. God is blessing the whole world. And he has given us, Jesus followers, the job of helping discover and highlight his blessing and grace and his light in the world, even in the most unlikely places and people and, yeah, institutions. We affirm the light and blessing people have, and we affirm it, but we also show how this blessing and light doesn't originate from us humans. It originates from God, the giver, and it's channeled through people. And through creation, like rain and sunshine and prayer and kindness, even the cities and, their, and the communities and the systems and institutions that are part of our world are, 
are at their best channels of his love and grace. Imperfect channels, yes, but channels of his love nonetheless. So let's talk about grace finding, common grace finding in our cities and especially our institutions in the neighborhoods we live in. Now, people can become sometimes embittered against institutions or have, um, have different reasons for distrusting institutions, often because of uh, broken trust, bad experience, maybe political reasons or political motivations rather than even practical ones. Or sometimes we can just start developing a negative mindset toward you know, things that we don't like or we don't want or we don't love. And we can start having this fault-finding mentality prevent us from appreciating the good that institutions can be in our world. Whatever our reason for a sense of distrust toward institutions, our focus can become so negative and even so hostile that we become blind to the gifts of grace and the benefits found in our institutions. This can lead to becoming so negative about an institution that we see no redemptive value for it, while at the same time receiving the benefits that the institution or institutions might actually be bringing us. Benefits like healthcare, education, the legal system, peace officers, roads, pavement, electricity, power, water, indoor plumbing. I'm grateful for those things. But while receiving these benefits, we can become utterly critical and, and, and not contribute toward our own communities because of our negativity. Sometimes even demanding the removal of the very systems and institutions that give us the community benefits that we enjoy on a daily basis. Fault finding can lead to becoming takers from our city rather than contributors to the city and its flourishing. So we, when we're looking at our theology, we need to be careful that our theology isn't just fault finding, but also grace finding and primarily grace finding. Now, some of you might be wanting to pump the brakes and talking about institutions because like, oh, how, what does my discipleship in my church and in my faith and my community have to do with these institutions? And those places are scary and they're secular. And um, we can start to want to separate ourselves from the world. When when you actually look at the New Testament, the this concept of of faith being a journey and like the and if you read through the whole book of acts the journey that many of the christians took were into the world like yes there were moments where they had to be distinct in their faith and and resilient in faith and and a contrast culture to the world around them but the romans roads which were built by the romans actually enabled a lot of the gospel to move forward into the uh roman and greek world it allowed mission to happen. A lot of the institutions that governors and leaders that Paul and Barnabas and others um, began to build relationships, they saw transformation through these people who were, you know, worked for the government, civic work, civic workers or uh, business um, and commerce uh, folks, leaders in those areas. And the gospel moved through those areas because they weren't afraid of them. They saw grace in them. So if, if you're uh, like not used to talking about faith in these terms, I, I would actually just to, to listen, be open and maybe look at the scriptures with maybe some new eyes because there's our discipleship happens in life, not just in the Christian bubbles that we create, but in the real world. So institutions are important to the ecosystem of a city, a human community. Whenever we see an institution uh, doing good things and doing great things, like I think there's, there's joy and there's happiness in, in a city or a community. Whenever we see an institution gone wrong, whew, 
the leadership fails or there's a moral failure of the institution, a cover-up, or an institution and its leaders fail in some major way, when it fails us, we see it. It's blaring. We feel it. And it can be easy to call for the, the removal of, of that, the, that institution or that thing. Now, if there's a, if there's a failure from a, a church, a hospital, a school, a justice system, these wounds can erode trust, and rightfully so, and cause us to even write off a, a whole institution and its purpose and struggle to see the contribution it's making to the city. But would you imagine just for a moment if we erased any institution that struggled and failed? Imagine what would happen if you're, uh, to our city, to our community, if your hospital just disappeared, the medical centers just disappeared. What would happen? Imagine if our education centers and schools just disappeared. Imagine if public infrastructures disappeared, roads, plumbing, electricity. Imagine if the justice system disappeared completely. And we know that there's brokenness and imperfection in those areas, but what if they just disappeared? It would be chaos. The institutions we need when we're sick or when we need help or we need justice are gone. So much wisdom and common grace would be lost to our cities and our communities without these common grace institutions. The success and failure of institutions impacts the shalom, the flourishing of our cities. The failure of our institutions doesn't reveal the unimportance of these institutions, but it actually reveals just how important they are, especially when they fail. Like the grass we walk on every day, we can forget the institutions that hold us up and help our lives and our cities function. Cities flourish when individuals are responsible and institutions are responsible. We need both. Cities flourish when both the individual is trustworthy and the institutions are filled with trustworthy people and trustworthy actions. Individuals flourish when institutions flourish, and institutions flourish when individuals flourish. Because when individuals and institutions fail, human communities fail to flourish. And our goal is to seek the wholeness, the welfare, and the flourishing of our community and our cities. So do we see the grace, even in the institutions that might not be perfect, do we see the grace of God at work in the people and the purpose in and through them? Now, what is an institution but individuals, humans who come together for the purpose of using their gifts for a specific common good? People who are gifted and passionate about healthcare coming together with skills to work for the greater good of healthcare in an area. Same thing with education, gifted educators, people who care passionately and are gifted for that. Governance, construction, commerce, people who love and are gifted for business and creativity and all those th wonderful things. It reminds me to come back to this first. There are different spiritual gifts with the same spirit, and there are different ministries and the same Lord and there are different activities, but the same God who produces all of them in everyone. A demonstration of the Spirit is given to each person for the what? The common good. Uh, one big practical thing for being able to find grace in our institutions and thank God for them and, um, and, and actually contribute toward the, the common good that they're trying to create 
We have to be able to hold the tensions of institutional intent versus reality and the gap in between. You know, sometimes that gap can be really big. Sometimes it can be medium. Sometimes it can be really small. We're trying to see those gaps as small as possible. Um, But those gaps are real. And I think that seeking personal renewal will help institutional renewal. So if the church is filled with people who are are passionate and they're gifted, they understand their gifts, and there's like a there's a health and a vitality in them. They're going to be able to better serve in institutions and encourage other Christians and other people who are working for the good of their communities in institutions. What institution do you work in? And, and if you don't, do you know people and have people in your life who do work in institutions for the good of our, our city? Can you see what they're trying to accomplish, and can we be grateful for it? We want to see healthy people for healthy institutions. Now, here's the biggest practical piece for today. We want to practice grace-finding in the institutions of our neighborhoods and communities. You know, I believe being a church that's learning to be grace-finders in our community and, and, and looking to be grace-finders in our institutions can be helpful ways that Christians, Christ followers, can have a more balanced and life-giving approach to our cities and our communities. And this can generate, this grace finding can generate gratitude to God for all the gifts and the callings of people in the institutions and helps us see the common grace gifts within our cities. Um, And it also helps us to both encourage, like balance that encouragement of the grace we're seeing and the encouragement within those institutions and hold the institutions accountable to to high standards, to high standards for their purpose and their mission. And this can help those institutions be healthy impacts in our cities and neighborhoods. Let me leave you with this verse, Jeremiah 29, 7. Work for the flourishing of the city I have sent you to. Pray to the Lord for that city. If it flourishes, you too will flourish. Let's look for grace in our neighborhoods and institutions within those neighborhoods. Guys, I love you so much. Have a great week. Thanks for joining us today. If you have any questions or comments about today's message or would like to contact Garden City Church, reach out at info at gardencitynw.com or click contact in our show notes. Garden City services are made possible by your generosity. Your generosity is love in action. Have a great week, and we'll see you next time.